Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latin A culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. The cut. The cut. The cut. The cut. The cut. The cut. Hi, Ma. Hi, B.A. What's the name of that show you made me watch when you came to visit me last month? What? Virgin River? My mom likes to keep busy now that she's retired, which, given the pandemic, means a whole lot of streaming these days. How fast did you watch all of it? I want to say I started... On a Sunday afternoon, and I went through to maybe midnight, one o'clock. Damn. <laughs> you know how I feel about Jack and Virgin River. He's all messed up, but my God, he's got a dimple that you just want to look at for days. And here comes Mel into his life. And, you know, he thinks that he would never find love, and she's just as messed up as he is. Look me in the eye and tell me you don't care about me the same way I care about you, and I will leave you alone. I can't. Well, I know enough to know I'm right about us. But there's very specific content that she's also been watching. At least we appreciated 365 days. (laughs) Let me tell you, all of us, all of us. What do you mean all of us? loved watching Massimo's Behind. Yes, we did. That wasn't even romance. What do you mean all of us? Who's all of us? All of us on Facebook. Have you noticed lately? Your moms, your aunts, your friends being really aroused on Maine. Swooning during the pandemic even more so than usual. Just sexy streaming left and right. Netflix gems like Bridgerton. I am yours, Stephanie. I have always been yours. 365 days setting a viewing record in so many countries that they've now filmed two sequels. How are you lost, baby girl? From Star's P-Valley to Hulu's Normal People, the thirst tweets have been never-ending. My mom, she's watching The, the Cook of Castamar. Oh, so is mine. Was that like a mom thing? I think we just have horny moms, which rules, you know, good for us. I spoke with cut writer Allison P. Davis 
because she is my go-to sexy streaming expert. I currently have my own erotic thriller in development. I'm writing a TV show, playing on the tropes of the rom-com heroine and flipping it into an erotic thriller, following a woman on a globe-trotting fuckcation around Europe. I'm helping the cause single-handedly trying to bring back the erotic thriller. Well, I guess there's other people contributing too, but I am trying the hardest. (laughs) It seems like over the pandemic, people have gotten real like horny on Maine, like with, with the shows that they watch and the things that they're enjoying. There's less feeling of shame about it because I feel like we were supposed to feel embarrassed before. Did you feel ashamed? I know I did. Back in the 90s, there were these shows like The Red Shoe Diaries and Taxi Cab Confessions. They were confined to the late night pay cable landscape and the plots were unimportant. The point was the intimacy, the sex, a morose David Duchovny walking an adorable dog beside a train track. Highly enjoyable, but not exactly something to brag about watching. I think the genre is looked down upon like any women's genre whenever like women are out there really expressing what they want. It's easily dismissed, but I think it's changing. Hopefully. Allison says it's a more complicated conversation now. That's because we've changed and the smudge changed. Consent is hot. Women being adored is now hopefully the minimum. Pleasure is a must. And all of that is worth talking about in public. Horny on Maine has been a thing, right? Percolating and like people were much more proudly horny on Maine in the past couple of years. And it's sort of just television rose to meet it finally. Because like Sex Life, when I watched it, I was like, this is basically Red Shoe Diaries, right? Like I, I, I watched every episode, talked about it with my friend endlessly. The sex was good and it was like really fun and frothy. And I think that's a show where we should just be like, hey, that was just like fucking for fucking sake. We need more shows like that. And we're getting them. Because the age of streaming has opened up an entire universe of what horny TV can look like. There are the descendants of the late night cable shows a la Sex Life. But what we're getting more often than not are Hallmark Christmas romances and V.C. Andrews adaptations and corset intrigue. Because even if we've grown more comfortable with our collective horniness on Maine, we're still a little squeamish when it comes to what we'll be horny about. A lot of us want our smut with a veneer of something, I don't know, highbrow. It's hard to make something that's purely smut for smut's sake. Like if you want to make something smutty, I feel like you got to attach a lot of meaning to it. So it sort of like gets by, like it sticks under the radar and doesn't offend anybody. You know, like Bridgerton was like prestige sleeves, you know, pres- prestige, is that, does that work? I'm into it because it's like a whole episode of us screwing around a castle. Like, it's okay. It's up for best drama at the Emmys this year. I'm happy for that. Our smut filled streaming has now been packaged in a perfect prestige bow, making people more comfortable talking about what they're watching and what they desire. But why do we even need the bow in the first place? I want to talk about normal people, right? Okay. Is that prestige? Because I feel like it's prestige because it was like natural lighting. It's... Yeah, because it was shot like a Merchant Ivory film that like 
Nicole Kidman would have been in 1998. You know, like it was, it was like very serious and moody. But here's my whole thing about Sally Rooney. Like when I take away the need to raise it to the highest of literary highbrow, I'm like, this is good smut. I read Sally Rooney to get wet. I watch normal people to be aroused. So to me, it's the best Chris Lees we have. And frankly, I think we should just call it what it is, which is like a good, sexy soap opera, you know? But sure, Chris Lees. I, I will leave it in Chris Lees. It should never have been, have been categorized as prestige all the way. But when he starts crying during the therapy session because he's got anxiety and depression, I'm like, I feel that. I hate it here. And I can never go back. Because those friendships are gone. And See, that's a guy I would stress out over. Oh, for sure. It makes it more erotic because he's so in touch with his emotions. No one is ever going to hurt you like that again. Everything's going to be all right, trust me. I love you. And I'm not going to let anything like that happen to you again. I guess that's all that is, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. Just, uh, we're thirsty for emotionally intelligent men. <laughs> that's all it took. Goddamn. See? <laughs> An emotionally intelligent man who's naked. Like, where's a gold chain? Like, we're so corny. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> and who cares about these labels anyway? It's beautiful, lustful people with drama that's not mine. And if that's not good television, then what is? After the break, the show Sex Life teaches my mom something new. That's when I found out about the penis envy. The husband saw the man's penis. That's why he was... <laughs> He's a little upset. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you, and their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Female desire has been seen as such a dangerous force for millennia. Women have been told to squash it. Don't be a slut, quote unquote. If you have been, then hide it. Lower your number, the number of people you've had sex with. Make yourself marriage worthy, quote unquote, and then put all that stuff away. Stacey Rukeyser is the creator of the recent Netflix hit series, Sex Life. Sex Life is about a wife and mom who seemingly has it all, living this life in the suburbs, 
with her husband and her two kids, but she can't help but yearn for her wild child, single in the city days, and this impossibly sexy ex-boyfriend of hers. (laughs) And so she starts writing about those days and nights in her journal, and then her husband reads her journal. The character Billy reminisces about her grad school days, where she'd party all night, switch sexual partners with her BFF in the middle of their kitchen, and, you know, write brilliant psychology papers in the midst of all that acrobatic sex. There was a time in my life when I felt free, and the world was full of possibilities. As a wife and mom myself, (laughs) um, I could understand some of those feelings that come late at night when you're up all night with your baby and in the nursing chair and wondering who am I now and where did that other girl go and wanting to have that other wilder, steamier, free, fun part of yourself. And how do you meld that with being the person you are now? And what I found is that a lot of the most interesting explorations of female sexuality are sort of lesbian stories, you know, film or television, that they kind of get it right the most because they care about, you know, the female pleasure and, and heterosexual stories. It often really was about the kind of sex the man likes and whether or not the woman will come to like that kind of sex too. And I was just not interested in putting more images of that out into the world. What are you doing? Do you want me to stop? Or should I keep going? <laughs> Those were the days. People say you don't know them when you're having them. But I knew. Billy is emotionally and sexually caught between two worlds. The current one with her straight-laced vanilla husband, Cooper, and their kids. And reconnecting with her bad boy ex-boyfriend. The aggro leather jacket wearing Brad who sends mixed messages and doesn't respect boundaries and secretly sets up a FaceTime call so Billy can watch him have sex with her best friend without said best friend's consent. Full disclosure, I'm a little bit biased. What makes Brad so great? (laughs) That's awesome. You are Team Cooper. I am Team Cooper. (laughs) Brad, he does see Billy. He saw all parts from the very beginning and, and accepted all those parts of her. He loved that she was a PhD student, not afraid of a smart, successful woman. He loved that she was wild and free. She has a big appetite and he is up for that, you know, and excited (laughs) by that and not saying like, well, don't want so much, don't want so much, all that kind of stuff. He's too volatile for me. (laughs) It's exhausting. (laughs) I get that, but I just think you're not necessarily in the place where you've been not made love to properly for a very yeah. long time and your life is really boring and is that going to be enough but i think everybody is trying to get some piece of zhuzh or whatever you know back in their life which is why they watch these shows too because then you don't have to leave your husband you can just watch billy do it and live vicariously through her <laughs> we have to talk about episode three stacy Okay. Because <laughs> there were a lot of comments, questions. Mm. I didn't see that. Oh, really? Did that turn into a meme or a TikTok thing? I didn't see that. <laughs> Maybe. Because there's that scene. You know, you know the scene. Mm, I do, yes. Sex Life went viral this summer when TikTok users were challenging each other to blind react to episode three at 19 minutes and 50 seconds. 
If you don't want to know what happens, fair warning, I'm about to spoil it for you. Billy's husband Cooper locates her ex, friggin' Brad, and starts to follow him around town. The way that it was written and how it was conceived was really a story point for Cooper because it's intended to show how far down the rabbit hole Cooper has gone and how obsessed Cooper is. You know, it's like, it starts with him, he's masturbating, reading his wife's journal and going like, oh my God, what the heck is this? And I'm so confused. Like I'm turned on by what I'm reading, but I'm kind of horrified by what I'm reading. And so he goes to see Brad and sort of see this person in person. Cooper ultimately follows Brad into the showers of a gym. Like full on buys a gym membership and strips next to him in a shower. Then again, he's going into the shower. I should not go into the shower after him. I'm going into the shower. Now, I should not look. I should not look. I should not look. I'm going to look. And the camera pans to Brad and his formidable penis. And, you know, yeah, it was written as um, impressive. And, um, you know, this tool that had given his wife so much pleasure. And again, to be sort of intimidating in that way, but but really to be all about, oh my gosh, Cooper has gone down the rabbit hole himself. How do you cast a penis? <laughs> well, we did not ask anyone to drop trow. I will say that. It was not a body double. Uh, the question that people ask me is, was it a prosthetic or not? And I, I will only say what Adam Demos says, which is that a gentleman never tells. <laughs> so I, I leave that up to the viewer's imagination, including, you know, the conversations that would have to take place to film something like that. <laughs> was the point of showing Brad's big, beautiful penis to counter the fact that Brad is the worst? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You should put that on a t-shirt. You should put that on a t-shirt. Like, he's the worst. And on the back, but he has a big dick. I'd like to think that he has offered a couple more things in addition to that. But, um, you know, that's, it's all about what floats your boat, whatever does it. It's like, he buys all of the magazines that include the your first published article. That's what does it for some people. And a big penis is what does it for others. Get you a guy that can do both. <laughs> but the reason sex life was so popular wasn't about support or size. It was about the master plan of the series as a whole. This is the kind of sex we want. This is how we want men to touch us. This is what we dream about. This is how we want it to feel. And then in filming it, it was all about her experience. You know, instead of, the woman being objectified or the camera hanging on the woman's body for our pleasure. It's all about Billy's experience. And the camera hangs on the men's bodies, frankly, because that's what her gaze is and, and her pleasure. That is the focus story-wise of each of the, of the scenes. And then of course it's wrapped up in what at least I as a woman think is, is sexy with a lot of slow motion and jewel tone lighting and this beautiful needle drops, the songs. So it's sort of wrapping all of that up in this elevated package 
and honoring it. It's a way of saying this is worthy of filming in such a way. This is a story that's that's worth telling and really honoring female sexuality in that way. Esther Perel talks about a lot of mating in captivity, you know, and how do you get the security and the safety and the connection that is a very human need that we all crave, I believe, but also that zhuzh and the, you know, eroticism and the, and, and that fun. And it's finding a way to have both of those things with one person and they haven't gotten there yet. This is why we need a polyamorous season two, Stacey. <laughs> yes, that is definitely one way to go. Like I said, I read everything. I know the people who want Brad and Cooper to hook up. I know the people who want open marriage, polyamory, you know, an exciting time in television where we are saying that it's okay to have desires. And here are a bunch of stories that are saying it's okay to have it and it will burst forth from you if you try to deny it or put it in a box. (laughs) You don't need a nudge to say, it's okay to express your desires. You know that already. Be it with your friends on Twitter or with your mom. Because the way streaming is headed seems like someone's finally listening. This episode was produced by myself, along with Jasmine Aguilera, Noor Buzidi, and Skylar Swenson. Edited by Jolie Myers. Executive produced by Hannah Rosen and Nisha Kerwa. Mixed by Alex Higgins. Special thanks to Elise Bergeson and Kelly Prime. We are the product of New York Magazine. Subscribe today to support all their work at thecut.com slash subscribe. I'm B.A. Parker. Thanks for listening. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. Podcast24.